This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is True Catholic Devotions for February 14th, 2022. A first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all I do shall be consecrated to your service and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. So, basically, I'm going to be covering the seventh chapter of St. Matthew. But I'm going to be quoting uh, from several uh, verses. Okay, so the first, the first uh, verse I want to cover is St. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. All things, therefore, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, you do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Basically, and I believe he says the same thing in the Sermon on the Mount. Basically, he's saying, um, do unto others as you would have done unto you. Basically, treat other people as you want to be treated. I think that's fairly straightforward. I don't, I don't think we need to have a uh, master's degree in theology to figure that one out. I'm going to do verse uh, chapter 7, verse 13 here. Enter ye at the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and broad, is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there are who go in thereat. Basically, on the 14th verse, he's saying, Basically, the way into heaven is very narrow, very difficult to traverse. And um, and by the way, this is all backed up by saints and doctors of the church. Um, it's very narrow, very hard to traverse. It's hard to get to where you're going. But he's saying the 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 path of destruction. It's a four it's a four lane superhighway, no obstructions, nothing there. You just you walk down that path, it's broad, it's easy. Um, there's not any issues getting to where you're going. You just go. That's that's basically what he's saying in verse 14. Verse 15. Beware of false prophets. Who come to you in the clothing of sheep, but inwardly are ravening wolves. Verse 16. By the fruits you shall know them. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or of thistles? 17. 
every so uh, even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit and evil tree bringeth forth evil fruit verse 18 a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit uh, evil fruit neither can a good tree bring forth good fruit 19 Every tree that bringeth forth not bringeth forth good fruit shall be cut down and shall be cast into the fire. And twenty, which is the capper, therefore by their fruits you should you will know them. Now I'm about ready to make some Protestants and some Vatican II sect members a little upset. He was actually prophesying about Martin Luther. And I don't care what kind of what kind of Protestant you are, if you follow solo solo scripture and sola fide, you're following Martin Luther. So him and you, you know you being his followers, you are um the uh, bad fruit, basically. Um now. As far as uh, the ravenous wolves go, well, I would say that every every Protestant founder was a ravenous wolf. They all were tradition. Uh, they were at one point true Catholics, and then they decided, eh. No, I, I don't need no Pope to tell me what I need to do. I'm just going to go off and start my own religion. You know, and everybody knows why Satan rebelled against God. Basically, he uh, was rebellion, you know. He decided that he didn't have to listen to God. He didn't have to do what God wanted. And so he broke away, took a third of the angels with him. Same thing with the Protestant founders. But the Protestant ministers, too, are ravenous wolves. Now, to you Protestants out there, um, if you haven't checked out my three uh, series on uh, my three-part series on the heirs of Protestantism, if you feel like challenging your worldview, I would suggest it. Because basically... In one of those episodes, I believe it's the second one. And by the way, they're not ep- labeled one and two, but there they're, they're are three parts. Anyway, in the second part, I talk about the televangelists. Now, I do realize that some of you are way too young to remember the televangelists. Um, some of you may be passingly familiar but I give the name of the televangelists and basically how they disgrace themselves by greed, by sexual immorality, you know, the usual. And by the way, um, uh, the, some of the televangelists went to the early 2000s because uh, some of the televangelists I list um, they later got busted around 2005 to 2007 but 
I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on that. You Google it. Google it. Um, but some of you Protestants are going to say, well, my preacher, you know, and by the way, I, I, if, if your preacher is the guy in the little corner uh, storefront church who has maybe 10 faithful parishioners and, you know, he's supporting himself to preach on Sunday, he... I I'm not I'm not questioning his um his character. I'm not questioning his character. My, one of my, my one of my foster dads was a Baptist minister who also he did exactly that. He busted his hump from Monday to Saturday so he could preach on Sunday and he couldn't have had more than 10 15 people in his church. I'm not questioning their character. I'm not even questioning their um, their commitment to to their conception of what God is. But when Jesus says ravening wolves, he's talking about anybody who preaches a heresy. Okay, there are plenty of good people. There are plenty of good people who are Protestants. But because they buy into the false theology, you know, God's not going to cut them slack. You know, he, he said his theology, his theology was the true Catholic church. So that this is not, this is not me criticizing the honest Protestant preacher with um, being, uh, with, with bad character or bad motivations. I'm not, it's not a character judgment. What I'm saying is by preaching a heresy, however innocently they may be doing it, they're, they're a ravenous wolf because they're leading you astray. However innocently they may be doing it. And by the way, for you Protestants who like to hand out the Jack Chick tracks and talk about the Catholic Church being the whore of Babylon, and um, if if you want to, for you Catholics out there, um, or or to you Protestants who want to get a flavor of what I'm talking about, Most Holy Family Monastery did uh, a couple of YouTube videos about these specific. Uh, Protestant preachers who particularly go after Catholicism, they are so blinded in their hatred of Catholicism that they don't even realize they're attacking God himself. They don't realize it. They're they're so they're so far gone into their their heresy that they they don't even realize how wrong they are. And by the way, just for further clarification, when I say the Catholic Church, technically they're criticizing the Vatican II sect. Um, the Vatican II sect. I just want to get it on the record in case nobody's heard this. They are not the tr the true Catholic Church. They're not. They are Protestants 
masquerading as Catholics. And by the way, it just goes to show how ignorant these Protestant ministers are that they're criticizing the Catholic Church that they see and they don't even know that it's false Catholicism. This is how far gone these guys are. This is how blind they are. They don't even recognize false Catholicism when they see it. And the, the, the irony, and, you know, sometimes God will, will bring us irony to bite us in the butt when we're, when we're far gone into our sins. The irony of this is, is that the Catholic Church that they think is the real Catholic Church is closer to their heretical church than it is to real Catholicism. And they don't even know it. They're so blinded by hate. They're so blinded by pride. They're so blinded by self-righteousness. And they don't even realize it. Now, by your fruits you will know them. Okay? Um, as far as the Protestants go, um, the televangelists, you know, they're taking old ladies' social security checks so they can buy like a 15-room mansion, have private jets. That that one's pretty easy. Okay. The the um the jack chick tra- uh types who hear the word Catholic and get rabider, I'm sorry, who get madder than a mad dog foaming at the mouth and are so deep into their heresy, they don't even realize that what they think is Catholicism isn't true Catholicism and don't even bother to, to check it out. Their fruits, you know, I just named them. Pride, self-righteousness, egoism. Now that just leaves the one, the one uh, type of Protestant minister that I briefly mentioned, and that's the honest, sincere Protestant minister who thinks he's doing God's will, but by preaching a heresy. He's, he's being a ravenous wolves because he's leading his flock astray. Whether you like it or not, Protestants, the true Catholic church is the one true church. You can dismiss this at your own peril. Um, this is not the purpose of this video. I already talked about Protestantism. If you want to get more familiar, and by the way, I'm saying this as an ex-Protestant. I'm not, I'm not just some super Catholic. I am ex-Protestant. So uh, check out my heirs of the uh, Protestant church um, podcast uh, episodes. Now, we're also going to get to my little buddies, the Vatican II sect. Now, they're... <laughs> Their Pope is an open heretic. I mean, I don't think that any Catholic who takes his 
religion seriously or as seriously as the Vatican II sect can be serious about their religion can see what Francis and by the way it's just not Francis they they, they see they see the hierarchy you know they're every bit as bad as Francis and they know these guys are heretics they know these guys you know are you and are you going to claim in good faith and what I mean by good faith is being honest before man and God and claim that these guys aren't heretics, that these guys aren't ravenous wolves. I just did a rant that they've destroyed. They've destroyed everything that was beautiful, sublime, and truthful about the Catholic Church. And it has more in common with the Protestants than it does anything traditionally Catholic. Um, You know... The fact that they tolerate child rape and cover it up and make excuses for it ought to tell you something, shouldn't it? Anyway, um, for, for my uh, criticism of the Vatican II Church, I did at least three episodes on that, and I recently did a rant. If you haven't heard it, I highly suggest you listen to it. Now that brings me to verse 19, where he says that every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit shall be cut down and cast in the fire. Um, this can be taken two ways. Um, the first way is um, in the structures. In other words, the Protestant churches are eventually going to collapse under the weight of their own heirs. And, you know, they can't even agree on their own orthodoxy. It's a house of cards. And it also applies to those Protestants who, you know, rejected anything Catholic. Now, I do realize there are some... They call themselves economical um, Protestants who, oh yeah, the, the Vatican II guys were buddies. Yay! Uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, no, even, uh, first of all, if you consider the Vatican II people Christians like you are, um, I mean... Technically, from a surface viewpoint, you share a lot in common, but um, you're both under heresy. So, if you know, even if you're saying, Yeah, Vatican II, yeah, Vatican II, uh, no, no, it's, it's not the true Catholic Church. As a matter of fact, I'd say a lot of Protestants and even a lot of Vatican II Catholics wouldn't recognize true Catholics if one of them walked up to them and kicked them in the nuts. Now here's where we get to the fun part. Verse 21. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, 
But he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven, he shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Many shall say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and cast out devils in your name and done many miracles in your name? Verse 23, and I shall profess to them, I never, uh, I shall profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Every, uh, verse 24, everyone therefore that heareth my words and doeth them shall be likened to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Okay, so we're going here now from how to differentiate between the true followers of Jesus from the people who out of honest air or um, just plain rebellion, how they will be proven to be false Christians. Now he's saying what will happen to them. When they go before Jesus. Okay. And. Many people should meditate upon this. This passage. Because one of the main problems with. Modern society is presumption. Now I realize that you know. We are all fish of modern society. And we've been swimming in these waters. And a lot of uh, a lot of society it has basically evolved from uh, the Protestant reformers and their revolt. So, um, you know, basically, especially if you're American, you've been taught from your mother's milk that Protestantism it's the true religion and. Martin Luther was a great guy if they talk about him. But they'll, ba they'll basically follow his, his theology. Now, because there's 40,000 different branches of Protestantism, you get 40,000 different uh, variations on that. But it's basically, basically what it boils down to is do your own thing. Do your own thing. Do as you will. Interpret the Bible as you will. Go to a church that you like, as you will. And verse 22 is interesting because when I was a Protestant, I had heard about supposed miracles done by, um, by Protestant ministers in China, how they raised the dead. And performed other miraculous acts. Don't get it twisted. Um, the devil can mimic. Can mimic uh, a miracle. He can't perform an actual miracle. But he can mimic one. And there's a reason that the devil is called an angel of light. There's a reason that uh, St. Paul said. Um, in one of his epistles, even if an angel of light comes down to you and teaches you a different gospel than what we have given you, let him be an anathema. 
And basically, you know, because I, I realized that a word like an anathema in this day and age, huh? An anathema means let him be accursed by God. Let him be accursed. And basically what verse 22 says is, is that, oh, and by the way, let's not forget the, um, the faith healers who fake their faith healing. They basically, the televangelists who, oh, I have a healing service. And it comes out later that, you know, they hired somebody to pretend that they were handicapped. It's actually become a meme. Anyway, when these guys go before the Lord in verse 22 and they say, well, then we prophesy in your name and we do miraculous things because they weren't doing the will of Jesus and his father. He's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. And basically, um, I'm going to go back to verse 21. When he says, he that doeth the will of my Father who is in heaven shall enter into the king of heaven. Basically, his father gave him the commission to create the, the, the only Christian church on earth, which up until Luther's revolt, whether you like it or not, was the Catholic Church. Whether you like it or not, was the Catholic Church. And so, you know, if, if you're either in denial or outwardly rebellion, rebelling against that fact, you're not doing the will of the Father. Because Jesus and his apostles made the Catholic Church. And by the way, if you're one of these ignorant people that goes to Brother Jim Bob's blog that, you know, Catholicism is, is a, uh, a Babylonian cult or a uh, false religion or any of this for your information... I'm going to give you a gentle and charitable suggestion. Try reading, uh, try reading, um, at least an impartial source. At least, I would suggest reading. You you don't you don't even <laughs> read read what the church fathers wrote. You know. Guys like, uh, uh, let's say, Justin Martyr. Read Justin Martyr. Okay? Read the Church Fathers. And if you're unsure who the Church Fathers were, Google them. Google it. It's easily verifiable. But read what they had to say. The Catholic Church is, is the original Christian church. It is the G it is the church that Jesus founded with Peter as its head. 
And that's why he's gonna. That's why Jesus says, "Depart with me. Depart from me, you that work iniquity." Because if you're not doing His will, you're working iniquity. And just for my set of contests, comrades out there, that also applies to us. You know, it's not enough just just to have the right doctrine. We actually have to do more than have the right doctrine. But I've already done my bit on that. I just wanted to remind you guys that, you know, if you're thinking, well, I'm set of a contest, I have the right faith, I'm good. No. Unless you're doing the will of the Father, you're not. And I just, in order... um And in closing, I want to take a look at the last line in verse 24. Liken to a wise man that built his house upon a rock. Now, I'm not going to assume that you've heard any of my previous episodes. But when it comes to God, there are no coincidences. For that matter, when it comes to the devil, there are no coincidences either. When it comes to the devil, you just have two evil men coming to the working together. But with God, there are no coincidences. Now, for those of you Protestants who know your Bible, what was Peter's name? What? was Peter's name. It was Rock. Now, I know there's a branch of Protestantism out there that wants to get in the autistic argument. No, actually, it meant pebble. It meant pebble. No, it meant Rock. Okay? So, this is not a coincidence that in verse 24, when he says, shall be likened to a wise man that built his house upon a rock. In other words, when he's talking about the wise man, he's talking about the person that is actually in the Catholic Church. And once again, don't get it twisted. Jesus wasn't just a regular prophet or nothing. He was God himself. He knew that there would be heresies from the moment he ascended into a heaven. He knew the moment he ascended into heaven, the devil was going to go into overdrive to try to take as many human beings with him when he goes to hell for good. Okay? So, that's, I just, I want to I wanna hammer this point home. Likened to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Jesus put Peter, the rock, in charge of his church. Jesus is referring to people who go to the Catholic church led by Peter. Okay? Anyway, guys, I'm going to add a new tagline too. I'm going to add a new... Well, it's not really new. I just haven't been doing it on a regular basis. 
Number one, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. I words cannot express. Uh, I I just I I appreciate you listening, and this is the part I'm going to make part of my ending statement. I hope that you get something out of this. I hope, and whatever weak weak way I can, I can be an instrument of God's holy will. And somehow he uses me to, to get, you know, to do whatever it is that he wants to use me for. So I hope you got something out of this. So I'm praying for you guys. I am. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Bye-bye. Stop.